Storm? Storm. I'm not sure why, but I knew I'd find you up here. Hey, Kip. Do... Do you want to talk about what happened? Maybe come down off the roof of the mega booth? We're pretty high up here. I don't. You know, I really don't. Then again, I didn't want to wear a vice on my head for four weeks in my thirties, but if I hadn't, my skull wouldn't have healed right. So, I guess maybe I should. What happened to your skull in your thirties? Uh, ogre's club? Fell off a tower? <laughs> As a thing, Kip. It wasn't some epic adventure saving the day. It was just a kid, washing dishes in a tavern kitchen. I'd put away a few too many, and I was making for the bathroom, like I do. Took a wrong turn and ended up stumbling into the kitchen, started pulling my pants down. This kid freaks out, seeing some big drunk orc coming at him. He cracks me along the side of the head with a cast iron pan, the big kind. I'm talking paella sized. <laughs> Almost killed me. Not some demi-lich or giant stone guardian. A kid. With a pan. All because I was drunk and walked in the wrong door. Wow. What happened? Not much. I went down. He screamed. The waitress screamed. I didn't need the bathroom anymore. He suddenly recognized me and called some clerics to take me to the nearest temple. The rest is just divine magic and having a thick skull. I wasn't even that mad at the kid. Else, I'd probably do the same if someone spooked me like that. Maybe more teams should utilize cast iron pans. <laughs> it just puts things in perspective, Kip. Not just the popular vote for the Hall of Legends or the kid with a frying pan. Did he wallop me because I surprised him? Or did he give me a beatdown because I was an orc? Did he think I was invading his tavern? Is that why a human won? Storm, you're one of the best people I've ever met. The fans love you. People who meet you and have no idea who you are love you. It's because you're a great person. You're funny. You're witty. You put yourself in the way of danger to help others. I'm sick of the trope that orcs are scary monsters that burn down villages. That was written by humans a long time ago to justify land grabs. We're putting the truth of things in perspective whenever we go live. And frankly... I'd pick you over any other person in the Five Kingdoms to work with. No questions asked. Can't shake it, Kip. Maybe it's just self-doubt, but... Miles is such a corporate tool. God, I just want to punch him right in his Ivory Coast smile hole. <sighs> well, I'm over it. I think I was just looking for a new reason to go nuts. Party down, you know? High-five everyone in sight. I live for it, Kip. I know, pal. You're good at it. Maybe too good. Yeah, I'm still sorry about your pinky. It was a damn good high five, though. You know what? Screw it. If I want to cut loose, I'm gonna. People go to cheer in my name, it's because I'm awesome, and I deserve it. H O L or not. Wait a second. Hole? <laughs> Hole? <laughs> well, that's locked in. <laughs> the L U Q hole. <laughs> Getting lucky with the hole. <laughs> so, do you want to go inside? Maybe host the show with me? Uh, that sounds good, Gipster. Well, I'm, I'm glad you got to clear your head. <laughs> Miles is in the hole. What a jackass. <laughs>
been just over a week since the MDs returned from Remitex. Lucinilli seems quiet. The usual foot traffic and trade transport has siphoned off dramatically. Ships seem to linger on the docks too long. Business at the lounge has slowed down. This would make sense for the start of the spirit moon season, but we're in the middle of summer. The Leonans have had a challenging year with the threat of war to the north and a particularly harsh winter, so perhaps this is the rest that they have earned. You haven't seen much of Maven since you've returned. He always seems to be on his way to a meeting or rushed to finish a tax form or inventory. Your rise in fame has given him more work than ever, but he seems to thrive on it. He seems bursting with life. The tensions of the Trial of Ascension seem to have left most people's minds as they focus on the new exciting happenings of the LUQ. Everywhere you go, fans look adoringly into the scries, much like the patrons in the Lounge of Ultimate Questing, where you've all been going about your daily business. Isaac and Christian have been on vacation, Jean-Pierre is taking half days, things have slowed down. What's everybody up to? Has my eerie lunar rose recovered from its unplanned unpotting? Mm-hmm. It has been returned to the soil. The Shrimbar have been helping you tend to it, and it is now healthy and rerooted in your garden. Good. Artem is nowhere to be found. Hasn't been in the city in some time. Arvid's probably got to take that hydrovore out on a on an adventure, a little mm. walkabout or something. Certainly. Yeah, you and the horse have been doing a lot of bonding. Anytime you have downtime, you've been at least taking him on a, a daily ride. And he tends to go a little further than you would have anticipated because he has a lot of energy to burn, but uh, you keep up. He might be liking you. You're, Maybe. <laughs> I know Arvid really wants him to. It's hard to tell because he's a carnivore horse, but... <laughs> well, but now it's got to be a thing where he wants it to like it, but he has to like pretend he doesn't, and there's that like, no, it's cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the squirrel population outside of the city oh, has no. dropped dramatically. <laughs> oh, my God. It is like the idea of a horse just like snapping squirrels out of low-hanging branches, Aww. like apples. <laughs> Crunchy good. Beautiful. How about Chris? I would imagine uh, Chris is hosting like open mic nights and just drinking heavily. <laughs> mm. There is a swinging of the door open and the bell rings and this uh, gnomish figure walks in and he's wearing the local uniform of mail carriers. Um, and he has some letters. He puts a couple of them in an envelope where Maven has personal information dropped off. A couple of them go to the kitchen, probably dealing with trades and food orders. Um, and a couple of them are delivered to the Mortal Dawn. One of them just says the Mortal Dawn. And the other one actually says Chris a grand on the and it's written in like a really kind of sloppy, haphazard hand. Um, and it's got like stickers and little drawings in crayon all over it. What? Aww. <laughs> um, and they will come over to the half-intoxicated Christ at the bar and say, a letter for you, sir. Mm. Dear Mr. Christ, thank you from us, all of us, at the Thaden Orphanage. Oh, we all get to watch you and your friends fight monsters. When they show the UQ on the big screen for us, we call out a cheer when you use magic and then eat up the bad magic. I don't know if I can do this. Do you want me to read it to you? No, maybe. Hold on. Tony says you shouldn't steal from other people because it's mean. But Rebecca says it's okay if they're a bad guy. I like your new costume and I hope you can. I can have it someday. Aaron wants to pet Harithax on the tummy, and William is the tallest, says he's going to grow horns to be like, like the druid. <laughs> Janice has a crush on you, but did not want me to add that, so don't tell her, please. I think Artyom is kind of scary, but I like his sun disc, and Devin says he's the coolest because he has a spear. <laughs> 
Thank you, Chris, for the money to build the beds and get us a table we use them every day. Thank you for the money to build beds. <laughs> the most basic of requirements. Brandon Wills and the other kids. I don't know what to do with that. That's beautiful. Based on what I heard, I think you should talk to the director of the orphanage. Why? I don't think they should be showing the LUQ. Did you see that that even Storm was taken aback by that uh that you know, I'm not even gonna talk about what exactly it was. Oh oh no, please do. What I don't know what you're talking this about. This isn't it some of the quests are not appropriate for children. Let's just say that. The constant exposure to violence, I'm certain it will create violent youth. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, Chris, you feel kind of a vibration from underneath you. Well, that was just a lovely letter. Would you mind reading it again? Chester, <laughs> you're supposed to warn me. I've been here for weeks. <laughs> weeks? Chester, I've told you to stay out of my shed. Why are you in my greenhouse again? Oh, the Shumbara get to hang out in here. Why not, Chester? <laughs> People got to sit down even in the garden. <laughs> wait, wait. Has anyone seen Artem? Chester. I've been in here for weeks. <laughs> um, well, should we be worried? About Artyom? Yes. Always. Mm. But also, I'm sure he's fine. Artyom, as you're returning to the Rot Ward in the Lounge of Ultimate Questing, uh, you see a figure standing across the street from the front door and looks like he's looking around for directions. And he stands out because he has very immaculately made black wizard's robes and silver sigils that signify him as a member of the Three Towers of Andesign, possibly someone with some political power or just a very strong wizard. Uh, when he sees the address, he looks confused that it's a bar and then folds up the paper and tucks it into his pocket. He looks like he's getting ready to head in. I'll approach him. <laughs> Please, after you. No, after you. You're a guest. I live here. Oh, I see. Um, he opens the door and like five people are in there and they're like, hey, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and he seems kind of taken aback by maybe the low quality establishment or just the fact that this is where he ended up coming. He's like, I'm looking for a man named Maven. Is he around? I wouldn't know. I haven't been here for a while. I drop a pack that seems to be laden with lots of gear and equipment. Mm. Arvid, you're also returning from a ride around this time. And as you pull Hydravor around back, you notice Artyom speaking to some wizard in black robes in front of the bar as they enter. Arvid will leap in, all lovely and sweaty. <laughs> from his ride, <laughs> goes <Listening. by>. yeah. <laughs> His golden locks spilling across his shoulders. My. <laughs> yeah. And just kind of be in their space no no words or anything just like i'm here now one, one arm over each of them just a sweaty armpit just wafting Aww. into their faces um he turns uncertainly as this very large figure steps into their special bubble <laughs> he says uh, i'm just going to have a seat at the bar if that's all right and i can wait for this gentleman i suppose it's possible he's just running late for our meeting but uh, i could be early who knows uh, i'll find out what kind of beverages you have available and he takes a seat. And as the male person is leaving, he says, oh, uh, here's a letter for your team, team captain. Mm, excellent. Oh, no. <laughs> what is it? Breathing down his neck. It's written in some kind of uh, patois. Uh, let me try this. I love the idea of her writing phonetically. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, we done this. Ugh. <laughs> you're, just, you're just killing it with all the rank growing and quest smashing. Ugh. So I, th I thought, I thought, thought, I thought, probably thought, I thought, maybe, maybe. Oh, this is awful. I, this is my second language, and I am still okay with this. Uh, 
It were time to throw a wee upgrade your way uh, to the Bonnie Clocks. Hey, Bonnie. Uh, this is this is good, yes? Uh, I think so. Okay, good. Uh, you've been sporting most of the year and more. Ugh. Uh, the sigils are still active and bound to be me, bound to me, runecraft. Ugh. So I packed in a few wee pins you can poke on wherever you fancy. You pins. Ah, da, pins. Uh, they'll set you straight for sure and keep a few daggers out of your back. Sides. Backsides. If, <laughs> if the fates be on your side. Uh, real, real proud of you and happy to have extra business uh, your Galavantian Galavantian? Galavanting Galavanting and Dugudin uh, has brought to me uh, the shop brought to me in the shop Uh, keep your feet warm and your arses clean arses? yeah that was painful to listen to (laughs) this is this is donkey da? Um, no, uh, like... No, me bottom. <laughs> yeah. I have a Melbar. I have a Eva. Eva Melbar. And you can feel a slight, like, tinkling inside of the envelope, like there's a couple of little heavy metal objects kind of bouncing around. I would like to, you know... For, for Zach, for reading a Scottish... Accent in a Russian heavy, heavy Scottish... Yeah. Um, Law, please do Jean-Pierre and Reginald now. Oh. Oh. It'd be easier for me. I wrote it so I know what she's saying. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I was deliberately trying to read it badly. Totally, right. totally. Uh, good. Good. I was most pleased with gallivanting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gallivantine. Galvantine. The rarest of silly medals. <laughs> uh, that's canon. <laughs> uh, and these little pins each have a Dornish rune on them, and they look like small enough they could just clip on anywhere. Do they all look different or like different runes? Uh, they are all identical in craft, and even just like holding them in your hand, you can feel just like a little bit of power emanating off of them. I'll tack mine up on my uh, my. I guess am I wearing it as a cape? I just never real. It never occurred to me that I'm am I wearing it as a scarf or a cape or what? They're very versatile, so you can change it up daily if you wish. I'd say half cape. I like it as a half cape. Yeah. Arvid will take one and pin it to himself and then distribute the other two. All right. When you guys pin these to your cloaks, they remain functioning as cloaks of protection as they are now. But every day when you wake up, you have five temporary hit points. So a nice little ignoring of one hit possibly to save a life. Um, And they don't take up any kind of different slot or anything. They are still just your Adornheim cloaks. Um, And with that, you see Maven walking in with an armload of some paperwork. He files a couple of things into the mail slot on the wall, grabs a few letters out, and then kind of snaps to attention and says, Oh, uh, team, you're all here. Well, uh, I have a guest coming soon. Would you like to uh, find a table? And uh, the figure stands up at the bar and says, I'm already here. Uh, I've been waiting for a few moments. Uh, I would like to get to business quickly and return to Andesign. He says, oh, certainly, my apologies. Um, team, shall we have a seat? And he kind of looks at the water clock that he has on his wrist, a little tiny kind of artifice item, and he says, oh, I'm a little behind today. I apologize. That's not like me at all. Maven, you should know. A wizard is never late. I think I've heard that before, but uh, not sure where. And he pulls out the chair for this figure who seems to accept it as some sort of form of nobility. Uh, this is uh, Master Fandragor from Andesign. He is the fourth chair for the Black Tower, and he came to us with a job. It sounded quite promising, and I thought he should uh, give it to you himself. Thank you. There has been a recent insurgence of the use of illegal alchemy in my city, and the Three Towers wish to have this under control. It is killing our citizens, and we are quite certain that the origins of the components to make these things are sinister in nature, illegal for a reason. 
there are, shall we say, guilds of the common folk who practice outside of the law at times. And we believe that if we can work with them, we might be able to get an in to this drug trade. But they refuse to work with the three hands. It seems that they have very strong convictions about how we run our government. But we did find a group who said they would be willing to work with a League of Ultimate Questing team, and your name was dropped in particular. Is all alchemy illegal, or simply uh, there are illegal alchemies? There are illegal alchemies, and design is the birthplace of most alchemy in the Five Kingdoms. Uh, It is a strong part of our economy, but there are very sinister kinds that are used to harm people and control their minds, and we wish to reduce their regularity in our streets as much as we can. Like love potions? Uh, Similar to that, but are you familiar with leech's glass? No. Duh. What's that? It's a kind of alchemical shrapnel you use to cut your skin. You'll recall in the crystal ball, there was a couple that was playing with the leech's glass. I traded them for other drugs. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. There are indeed quite a few Andesian nobles who find it a luxury item. And that is something we also wish to quell. But for now, we want to get rid of this new, strong street level, uh, Leech's Glass in particular. There is a place in my city hidden away well, both with magic and clever craftsmanship. And it's called the Den of Delectation. Uh, We have a contact who would meet with you personally in Andesign at these coordinates. And he says, putting an address on uh, the table, written on a piece of paper in perfect penmanship. Our goal is to have you infiltrate the den and put a stop to this trade or cut off the source of their components that they are using to create them, if possible. But it is a dangerous place and you will have to uh, not present yourself as a league team, as it were. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I I feel as if we're fairly recognizable. Can I make an insight check and see if he's actually upset by this or if he just feels like the new drug is like cutting in on the legal drug trade? Go ahead. Please roll me an insight check. I want to know what Harifax thinks of this person. Ten. The only thing you pick up on is when he refers to the common class and this kind of criminal underground, he has a lot of, uh, lot of edge on his tongue. He seems to look down on them quite a bit. As for payment, I thought that 800 gold for each of you, as well as a list of required scrolls or potions that you are interested in, we could... We could whip up, as it were. Even clerical ones. We do have some theages in the White Tower. I turn to look at Crist, and I say, Do you remember when I was saying that I worry about Artyom? Mm-hmm. I worry about all of you. And on this particular mission, I am more concerned about Arvid. Oh, yes. I can. Be- and I make a, I make a, a potion drinking, like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> hand sign. <laughs> I can be discreet if that's what you're getting at no it's not what we're getting at at all i'm very good at disguises yes i think <laughs> i think we'll need all of your skills for this particular mission okay uh are you interested in the job we can negotiate payments if necessary but i think it's a rather generous payment are we paying market price or wholesale I feel that you could simply request things and we would supply them to you within reason. I think a fourth circle of scroll, one for fourth, third, second, and first if needed. Did you say words? Was it a sentence? That sounded like math. Was that math? There is math involved, yes. Uh, you see, uh, most of us in and design, especially the Wizard's Tower, classify spells by their circle. There are beginner casters are, have access to first circle spells, and all the way up to ninth for some of us archmages. And the breakdown is essentially that he's willing to get you a fourth, third, second, and first level scroll of your choice and a nice potion of your choosing. Each or as a group? 
each. And 800 gold mm-hmm. a piece. Yep. So we'd get 16 scrolls, four potions, and 3,200 gold. That's about right, yeah. That was math. <laughs> I look at RTM and I say, it sounds like a pretty good deal. Scrolls are not cheap. The, I can't give any reason why we would say no. Though I am curious. You say this uh, this alchemy is specifically for leeches glass, potent leeches glass? Yes. I see. They have many other illegal drugs that they use there. We've recently found them importing Minka's foil, which has been outlawed for decades. It's used by uh, harvesting the wings of sprites and pixies. Oh no, those poor pixies. Pixies are assholes. So continuing, I'm curious, who do you think these people are? I would imagine that they are probably involved with alchemists who used to practice at the towers and were exiled for malpractice or did not pass the grade. Do you have a particular name you're thinking of? I would have guessed at some time that uh, the Brotherhood of Glass would have been involved, but they have been out of commission for some time now. How did they come out of commission? Uh, They were destroyed from the inside, it would seem. Several years ago, there was uh, quite a catastrophic event that killed most of their members. There was a recent uh, uprising where they invested a lot of money in some sort of project, but since then they've, they've vanished. Did you say Brotherhood of Glass? Well, the former Brotherhood of Glass, yes, they're disbanded. Former? Why does that sound so familiar? I don't think I've ever heard of it. Oh, no, I've definitely heard it. Where have I heard it from? What? <sighs> oh, this is going to bother me all day. You indeed do feel your memories muddled from a period of your life that seems to be mostly obscured. No, still don't. No. Oh, come that happens on. to me a lot. Just let it go. It'll come back to you. All right. Or it won't. And then it never mattered anyway. Well, Maven chimes in and says, This sounds like a very good deal to me. And of course, uh, returning to Andesign is always... Promising. It seems making contacts there has always benefited us in the past. Uh, Morty? Comes cromp, like just toppling down the stairs and Tokyo <laughs> drifts in the front door. <laughs> What'd you say, Boyd? Should we go take a bite out of crime? <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Yes! Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was the right thing to say. He sits down confused and tilts his head. <laughs> I dare you to disparage that joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm ready to get the bloody hell out of here. And the shower. You just now realize that he's covered in dirt. Oh, yeah. Have you been hiking, Artyom? No, spelunking. Oh, well, that is an excellent upper body workout. Duh. And for your information, spelunking is like climbing, but going down mostly. What were you going down to? Not important. Well, then how about in the morning we teleport everybody to Andesign and get things underway? Oh, yeah, we can do that for free now. You certainly can. Well, Master Fandragor, thank you for coming and seeing me in person. I apologize for being slightly late to the meeting, but it sounds like you have the team for your job, and their success rate is very high. I think it's in the right hands. Well, thank you very much, Maven. I will be on my way. And I look forward to your success. Again, the contact is on the list, and they wished to remain anonymous. But they seem to know you. And he will make his leave with a dramatic flourish of his cloak and quaffing the last of the beverage he had in his glass. Which Does his dramatic twirl of the cloak end in like a teleportation so he just like and then just disappears <laughs> you're pretty sure the second he gets out the door there's just like this poof he <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to show off in, in the bar Maybe it says well right from one quest to the other now that's good turnover I did find out some news recently that I thought I should bring to your attention Artyom it's a just a small thing but there was that pair of Swerf Neblin who used to come around and they had opened that Underdark Outfitters business no. uh, their storefront is gone I they've completely vanished Quite strange. No signs? Did they still leave behind some goods or something? I found a deed for them selling the building, but it's just to a local magister. They may have been met with some poor business because of who they were trying to represent. Best I can guess. I see. Thank you for the information. 
Certainly. I just, if you lose contact with them, then that's why. Chris, you asked me about some names that you wanted me to try to find last time we were in Andesign, and you should know that they don't exist, as far as I can tell. But wait, that's, that's not possible. I'm not going crazy. I don't think you're going crazy either, but in a place like that, paying to disappear is quite possible. Oh, but there's always a trace. Always. Well, I'm doing my best. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, by the way, uh, you all found that strange belt under that dwarven island. I had it identified for you. I have it here. And he takes out a satchel with the belt in it. Uh, And this is the Belt of Hidden Might. This leather and stone belt bears the markings of a now-dead dwarven god of uncovering secrets and hidden treasures. It resembles a bearded owl. This belt grants the wearer the following benefits after being attuned. Plus two to strength. Once a day, advantage on survival or investigate ability checks. Advantage on saves versus poison. And dark sight. So it imparts some of the dwarven fortitude of their race to the person wearing it, as well as the advantage on searching out secrets. I thought you should have that before your next quest, now that you have some more magic item slots open. So once again, the city of Andesign awaits the team. But this time, they have a job to do. A city filled with arcane wonders, immense wealth and poverty, miraculous innovations of alchemy, a dark network of underground trade, and of course, the Three Towers of Magic. Arguably the most dangerous government in all of Mackinac. The dawn's arrival is awaited deep in the shadows of the arcane capital. And just like that, the MDs have a new quest on their plate. Looks like the team is packing up to head back to Andesign, where they'll be sure to see a whole new side of the arcane capital. Can we just take a second to appreciate how adorable that letter from the orphanage was? Like on a scale from gross puddle of mud to kitten and puppy tucked into a tiny bed together, that was easily a seven. You love to see it when a team gets thanked by the people whose lives they've touched along the way. How about you, Storm? You ever get any thank you letters? Oh, sure. Back when the penance was still climbing the ranks like a gibbon on a coat rack, we used to get fan mail all the time. Once we hit Legendary, I was filling up a trash can a day with letters and banana peels. How are the banana peels relevant? I eat bananas when I read. Structure shouldn't be frowned upon. Anyway, I kept getting letters from this one person who signed their name as L. Started out flattering, made its way into unsettling, finally planted its flag and downright terrifying. There's a short bridge that leads from Fanville to Stockerton Kip, and how I wish I could burn this bridge. Wow, that bad? Kip, you ever opened an envelope full of all the tags you've ever torn off your new clothes? Because I have. I learned how to speed run filling out a change of address form. Whoa. Well, maybe someday you'll find out who L is. No. I don't want to know who L is. L sucks. L, if you're watching this, you should know you suck. And it's not just my opinion. Get some help. Sort your shit out. I don't know what your deal is, but to say it sucks is an understatement. You probably started out thinking we'd be friends. But maybe if I just got to know you, I'd find out how much better you were than the other fans. How much we had in common, and how much I'd love your collection of toenails and discarded hats, but I don't. And you're not. You suck. And calculating the depths of your suckage would require a lifetime of research, an amount of effort I don't tend to devote to things that suck. Well, speaking of deals, let's take a look at some words from our sponsors while Storm gets some serious suck talk off of his chest. Stay tuned! Short. Ooh, ah, ooh, jungle jorts. Good for hunting, good for sports. Ooh, ah, ooh, jungle jorts. Better than a loincloth, better than slacks. Cut the legs and hand them back. Ooh, ah, ooh, jungle jorts. Ooh. 
As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. How's it going, LU cuties? We have been hunting for editors lately, and it has been wreaking havoc on the consistency of the show, so you have our apologies. If you hear any issues, please let us know so we can correct them. This week's editor was Sam Hediger, a fantastic individual who has been a good friend of mine and laws for some time. Thank you again, Sam. You may have noticed last week that I left out the list of the legendary teams. From now on, we're only going to be mentioning the featured team and its members. But rest assured, this does not mean we love and appreciate you any less. That being said, if you have any issues with this, please let us know. On the note of the legendary teams, I want to thank all of our Patreon subscribers, and in particular those beautiful legends. This week's featured team is the Cultured Cutthroats with Zan Cam, Jeff Ammons, Jack Phillips, and Isaac Davies. Thank you all so much. Last week was the first episode of Red Blossom Black Snow, my new Legend of the Five Rings stream for Level Up Dice. 
It was a pretty rocky start on account of never having run a live game on stream before, never having run the system before, and it being the first episode and not having direct access to the account and a host of other issues. I'm a bit embarrassed, but I'm trying to forgive myself. That being said, with the prologue over, you can find new episodes at twitch.tv forward slash slap dash streams. That's also where you can find our streaming information. We usually tend to go live at 6 p.m. PST on Monday through Thursday, but now Thursdays will be taken up by this. On Tuesdays, you can find me and Law playing our Pokemon Soul Link randomized Nuzlocke. If you don't know what those are, come on down and check it out. They're an absolute delight for all of us. Level Up Dice sponsors Red Blossom, and I cannot tell you how cool their product is. If you're looking for a gift for the holidays for the geek in your life, go to bit.ly forward slash L-U-D slapdash. We get a little bit of love from Level Up when you use that link, so be sure to check it out. This isn't an official sponsorship, it's just something that kind of helps us out a little bit. Don't forget we're holding a content contest for free LUQ merch. Any content will do as long as it's safe for work and clearly LUQ themed. Go ahead and send the submissions to admin at slapdashstudios.com with a description of what we're looking at for a chance to win. And if you just want that good, good merch and want to support us in the process, go to the LUQ.com and click the merch link to find it. Just use the code SPIRITREST for free shipping. If you or someone you know wants to advertise with us or have a special message on the show, please shoot an email to admin at slapdashstudios.com. If you want to show your support, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash studios. But that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the action. LUQ teams are forged with skills in combat. Subterfuge, magic, wilderness awareness, and of course, magic items many of which are trademarked to team members and can be the source or cause of several challenges the teams face. But why are teams limited to the use of magic items they have access to? My name is Thomas Turner, and this is Behind the Shield. In 1520 AS, the creation and distribution of magic items saw an unprecedented boom due to recent advancements in communication and arcane education. The drive during the Age of Chronicles to uncover secrets of Machinar's past also brought to the surface countless ancient relics of power. It was during this time the White Hand of the Three Towers created a system of ranking and measuring the potential danger of enchanted items, and imposing limits on their use under the laws of white magic. There were many who opposed this ruling, but the Three Hands United were not a force easily argued. Since the early days of the League, a similar system has been put into place to ensure teams of lower rank, due to their line of work and potential contact with powerful artifacts, were not permitted to utilize items beyond their tier's allotment, and restricted the overall magical items a team had access to during quests to keep a somewhat level playing field, and most importantly, appease the Three Hands, and their unflinching restrictions on the dangerous magics that could harm the world. It is only by operating within the law and staying in good standing with the leadership of the governing Outer Kingdoms that the League is able to create the entertainment powerhouse that is now found playing in the majority of homes in every major city. Teams that have broken these rules in the past faced swift and decisive justice, if not at the hands of League enforcers, then by the powerful white mages of Antizai. Whoever gets there first. Join us next time for more insight into the world behind the scenes of the League of Ultimate Questing. Thomas Turner, signing out. You enter a tavern nestled in the market hub of Andesign, near a place called the Red Covenant, a strange bazaar of unusual merchants surrounding a long dried-up fountain, all cast in the permanent shadow of Hexhold. 
the maximum security arcane prison that hovers ominously off the edge of the Andesian Chase District. The tavern is suitably named the Shaded Gables, and to further marry irony with symbolism, it's filled with what some would describe as shady characters. You were told your contact, someone who claims to know you, would meet you here just after midday. The walls and floor are a polished dark wood. A spiral staircase accents the dead center of the tavern, leading upwards towards guest rooms. The bar and kitchen wrap around two of the main floor walls, and large booths with tall backs line the remaining walls. An old salt-haired human sitting at the door informs you to take a booth, and a server will be out shortly. He doesn't mention the weapons you carry, but he also doesn't seem concerned. So the MDs find a booth against one of the walls, and in a short time, a young boy with a shaved head and a big black scarf wrapped around his neck comes and, uh, What can I get you? I'll uh, take a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel okay, I only do that because I'm like we're supposed to be not noticeable, right? Chris, you know we're an Andesian, not Andariel, right? The 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 drawl is an Andariel thing. Oh, damn. that's a silly voice. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I was trying out something new. Forgive me. Will you be needing beds for the night? What is your name? My name is Gerben. Mm. Gerben. Gerben. Obviously, we'll need beds. All right, we've got two rooms available, uh, but only three beds total. So. Hope someone brought a cot. Arvid, are you comfortable sleeping on Morty? <laughs> on top of him. <laughs> Perhaps I should just sleep outside. Don't worry about it. Well, I'll go get you that beer. Wink, wink. And uh, anything else? Glass of milk. Glass of milk. Preference of teat. Good. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that made my day. Preference of teeth? Hey, yes, please. <laughs> my kind of place. <laughs> oh. Wonderful. Uh, and he shuffles back to the bar to get some beverages prepared for you. And when you mentioned Morty, Morty's kind of like snuffling around, and people didn't really seem to mind that there was a dog brought in. And you notice there's actually two other very shaggy mutts that seem to live here in the bar. And they're about half the size of Morty. Uh, but the second they become aware of each other, there's like Morty begins to vibrate with I want to play energy. And they're kind of doing the same, just kind of holding perfectly still and staring. Oh, bar barkers. Come here, boys. <laughs> uh, and if you gesture them over, the dogs will eagerly come just glomping over and begin kind of wrestling with Morty at the foot of the table. Uh, to be fair, a bar barker is actually the people who urge you to spay and neuter your pets so that they don't eat the box. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. God damn it. I like, I like that. It's very good. Chris, I would like you to roll me a perception check. Oh, oh dear. Eight. Eight. All right. Now I would like you to roll me initiative. Uh-oh. Uh Six. All right. Suddenly, from a secret compartment above the table, a shadow drops down on top of Chris, and a pair of feet land at the table, and there's a dagger pressed to your neck. And you see a figure, halfling-sized, with a mask on, saying, Assassination! Gotcha! <laughs> And she sheathes her blade and says, Mortal Dawn, pulling her mask down, it is uh, Nimberwell. Oh! Welcome to Andesign. It's so great to see you again. Oh, God, you scared me half to death. And Harithax, I finally get to meet you. I'm such a big fan. Who the fuck is this person? <laughs> <laughs> Why is no one concerned about the assassination? Oh, oh it's just, it's just Nim being Nim. They were there during the Corvair Sword Quest. You were there for this. You were, um, I look at his arm. Excuse me. I look at their arm. Ah, yes. If it helps, they have extremely healthy hips. That's right. She says proudly. <laughs> <in her hands. laughs> 
Yeah, I was you and you were not you. I was your fill-in. I see. Well, thank you, I suppose. And she very casually slides between Harithax and Arvid in the booth, just kind of making room for herself and putting her hands behind her back. Says, well, you'll never guess who your contact is. It's me. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> this is a pretty exciting job they've got you on. I gotta warn you that the den of delectation is a serious business. Have you been doing those hip flexor stretches I've been showing you? Oh, I do flexes you wouldn't even dream of. Morty, remember uh, Nimberwill? Oh, yeah, and Morty's delighted to see her, and she's actually very excited to yeah. see Morty as well. It's, oh, Morty, oh, they brought you. Oh, they brought you. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a problem. Uh, why? You don't want to bring a dog into the den of delectation. Oh, he does eat everything he gets his mouth on. It's okay. I have a room upstairs, and I can watch Morty while you guys are on your quest. I'd love to catch up with this big goofball. I like his new tattoos. What a good boy. <laughs> Anyway, I think we should talk business. I'm getting paid by the hour, and the longer we fill that hour with us doing business, the more I get paid. Fair enough. The den is run by a very uh, shady group, and I believe many of them are made up of former students at the Arcadium. Um, They take their business very seriously, and they specialize in very wealthy guests. There's a lot of places in this town to get cheap alchemical drugs, but this is the place where the rich people go. So we're going to have you all front as a group of uh, very wealthy vacationers just visiting and design. And in order to do that, uh, I had Maven procure some of these. And she lays four wooden rings on the table and says, you've used something like this before, but these are much more powerful. They'll actually make you look like an entirely new person for up to 24 hours. Does this person have to be dead? Oh, no, not like that. Although I was a big fan of that chapter. Uh, I think you should kind of look like some some rough and tumble cutthroats and brigands, things like that. It's okay if you're from Lucidilly or Dornheim or wherever. You're on vacation. And I also have some of these, she says, laying four vials of white liquid on the table. Now, you're going to want to infiltrate and act like you have a lot of money to spend. And then they will cater to your every need. And if you can get deep enough into the network, you can find where they're getting their components from, I suppose, or or stop the lab from making them. And uh, they're not going to leave you alone, though, until you partake in some of their um, wares. Ah, if we have to. Well, well, these vials will help counteract that. Um, I wouldn't take more than one dose of whatever they offer you, but uh, this should fight it off pretty well. And that way they can trust you. You just need to act a little special, you know, once it happens. Ah. Ooh, this would be fun. I think it's going to be a little scary, but I think you're the team for it. What do you think of my plan? Now's the time to rearrange it and talk about strategy. So your plan is for us to pose as uh, wealthy aristocrats to one degree or another, go inside, uh, get high, mm-hmm. and then, what, kill them? Well, once they think you're pretty darn high, um, they're probably going to leave you alone, and then maybe you can sneak off and find their secret warehouse, laboratory, uh, who knows, ring to hell? <laughs> no idea. Duh. I never really asked any information about what the implications of killing people is. We should probably ask Maven about this at some point. Probably. I'm not against it. I find drug dealers to be absolutely repulsive, this concept. I agree. My, uh, my guild, we hate these guys. They ruin the streets. They target the poor. This group in particular targets the rich and then makes the poor suffer as a result of that. Drugs have gotten crazy in Andesign over the past few years. It's out of control. Exactly, which is why it should be a healthily legalized operation where people can easily access. Exactly. Let the alchemists make tax money off of it and have controlled amounts. Exactly. Oh my god, Horthax? You have to have that big wig again. It was so good. That'll <laughs> blend in. <laughs> I, I'm not 100% convinced that's the best idea. Oh, but it'd be so fun. Oh, oh, who are we going to be, Ovid? Who are you going to be? Uh, do do we get to decide? Does it does it go by our whims? It should follow whatever you picture in your mind. 
Something you're going to want to keep in mind is once they get you in there and start supplying you with their wares, they might try to split you up. They can get people to spend more if they don't have their friends around. But you got to stick together or else they might overdose you and then you'll be by yourself. And that's scary and dangerous and bad. Bad enough. Now, uh, we've got uh, 200 gold drac here, which the Mages Guild has been supplying uh, for you to have to spend some money and walk in with some uh, per diem for your drugs. Now, Nim, Nim, are you sure it was 200? You sure it wasn't 300? No, it wasn't 300. (laughs) (laughs) What was it originally? Before the Nim tax. Look, I don't think these wizards know how much these drugs cost. (laughs) Mm -hmm, But you do. Yeah. She puts another 200 on the table. (laughs) How much is a marijuana bag? Is that? (laughs) That's $80, right? How much could a banana possibly cost? (laughs) It was in my head. Well, once you finish your beer and goat milk, weird choice. It's delicious. Fair enough. Just don't get the farts during your quest. (laughs) Goat milk gives me the farts. (laughs) Just tearing goat ass all over the place. Bad for my stealth checks. When you're ready to go, I can uh, take you to the secret entrance, which I know because I'm very well connected in this town. You'll do this a lot. It's catchy. <laughs> uh, so Nim will take Morty upstairs to uh, stay in her private room, and you'll get to play with these other two bar dogs while he's here. Mm-hmm. And she uh, she pays the insurance cost for the room so that all property damage isn't going to be an issue. Artem snaps, and his uh, goat's milk turns to chocolate goat's milk, and he starts mm. drinking it. <laughs> Pressed a delicitation. <laughs> Prestidigilicious. I think that's Prestidigilicious. Mm. Pretty sure Chris takes like a sip and just goes, oh, gross. Chocoturgy. Just, like, just puts it like towards and, Arvid. Yep, Arvid immediately takes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Nim leads you out of the tavern, asking you to stay close. You make your way into the heart of the Red Covenant, which was this strange market surrounding this dried up fountain. And it seems like all of the eyes are facing your direction when you enter. You're clearly outsiders here. And Nim, she steps up onto the lip of the fountain, and she makes a hand gesture towards one of the high-up windows on one of the surrounding walls. There's a long pause, and people are just kind of staring, concerned. And after a moment, the sound of grinding stone issues from the structure, and an opening is revealed with a ladder leading downward into darkness. Nim gestures for you to follow, and uh, you make your way down the ladder, and the sounds of stone slamming closed snatches the last of the light from the tunnel. After a short time, your feet finally meet the damp floor, and a series of soft white lights begin to illuminate, one at a time down a passage. Not some murky sewer or a dank cave, but a well-made and maintained walkway with finely crafted brickwork and markings on the walls every 30 feet or so. Passages snake in every direction, she says. Welcome to the Wallsway, my guild the Hollow. We control the passages that lead through the many walls of Andesign. They were built to keep people separated, but we've turned them into our key to any door in the capital. Now try to keep up. It's very easy to get lost if you aren't trained in Holomar, she says, tapping one of the sigils on the wall. You travel for almost an hour. Lights seem to come to life as you get near, and they fade away as you leave their proximity. The snaking tunnels are disorienting, and when she declares you've made it to your destination, you haven't so much as guessed how far you've traveled, or in what direction. She slides open a hidden doorway, making you wonder how many of these you could have passed on your journey here. And another ladder, leading down again for some reason, leads out into a narrow alley, with towering apartment buildings on either side. They seem to hold each other up in a very common Andesian architecture. And the Mortal Dawn emerges from the secret passage with Nim. What do you look like? Arvid has become a buxom tiefling colored white and gold and wearing dark black leathers. Mm. Harthax follows behind a rotund and well-dressed 
uh, half orc, uh, balding with a fancy hat and a prodigious mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Chris will be a tall, slender, half elven, fancy cowboy. Mm. Artyom is an average height, average build, simple looking white male. He's got spectacles, a nice clean dress shirt, and a simple vest and slacks. And before you guys emerge fully out of the shadows of the alley, Yim's like, you all look great. These seeming spells are working perfectly. But do you know your story? Do you know who you are? What's your name? She says, pointing to Christ. Uh, Tex Landsman. The... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Too much? Okay. No, perfect. Go ahead. Uh, I, I am Tex Landsman, a uh, wealthy uh, Aether Tycoon. I love it. She points at Arvin. How about you? You got a name? I'm Bellringer, the uh, horrible. Wait, no. Bellringer from hell. Wait. Hellringer. Hellringer. That's catchy. (laughs) Can I just go with Bell? Sure, as long as it's not Arvid. I think that's fine. (laughs) But like, you know, you guys remember that time uh, we used to Mm -hmm. use that spell. Hold on a second. You used to use that spell. uh, What's Bell? With the Bell. I I feel like that's, that's kind of, yeah. Okay, never mind. I believe she's talking about Toll the Dead. Yes. I dare say you're right, boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a lot of energy to keep up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is weird. This is real weird. This is great. Are you kidding? What's your name, lad? Errol Etheridge. Errol? Errol. Errol. Yes. All right. All right. Well, you all look and sound great. Stick to your stories. Stick together. Don't let them separate you and keep your eyes out for everything. Oh, dear. So this group of four unique individuals confidently strolls their way down the alley, draped in cloths of blue and silver. A pair of well-equipped soldiers stand at attention as you approach. They look to Nim, who gives them a nod, and they open the doors before you. The smell of smoke, herbs, chemicals, and human bodies drift outward. A soft, twinkling string music greets you as Nim waves farewell and good luck. And the doors close heavy behind you. Welcome to the Den of Delectation. Using some secret entrances and subtle hand gestures, the MDs have made their way through the mysterious Andesian underground and into the illicit business they were hired to dismantle. And with a surprise appearance of their old friend and temporary team fill-in, Nimberwell Roundtree. Hey, Kip. You know what you call it when an old ally makes a guest appearance by sneaking up on you? I'm afraid to ask. Cameoflage. Nailed it. <sighs> Our normal beloved Mortal Dawn is replaced with a foreign team of unique individuals thanks to a powerful seeming illusion. Let's see how long the team can keep their cover. Magical aliases are always a quest win in my book. The desire to be someone else for a day is pretty tempting. Why, hello! I'm Mrs. Winifred Dandywine, heiress to the Dandywine candy mines. Eyes are up here, you rapscallion! <laughs> wow, that's a. Uh, that's really something, Storm. Oh, hello. Me name's Timothy Gringer. Just a simple old sailor by day, but by night. I'm king of the dance floor. Chim chipper chiroo. Well, pal, you make a pretty convincing point. The idea of being someone else for a day does sound like a magical time. No responsibility. Different life. Quiet house. Far away. I can just picture it. Uh, Kip. Huh? Huh? Just making sure you're good, pal. You have that long-distance stare like dogs get when someone across town throws away bacon. Huh. I guess my imagination got the best of me. Sorry about that, folks. Hi, Dr. Tittlemeyer. Diagnose you with being overworked. 
and prescribe some R and R immediately. Yeah, it's been a heck of a year, that's for sure. Well, folks, join us again next time as we take a peek inside the den of delectation, as the mortal dawn bluff their way through some criminal activities. Will they get busted before they get dusted? Or will their magical disguises be an effective concealer for these dealers? Find out next time on the League of Ultimate Questing. Sorry for not going with something more exciting. I just realized <laughs> that it makes perfect sense for Artyom to want to be very, very normal. My right. favorite, yeah, I did make sense. a joke about it. I stopped myself, but my favorite thing is that you were like, wait, let me try something different. I'm an average white man. There was some humor uh, in that. That's so good. Uh, what was the name of Finn's character that he turned into? Like the... the oh, uh, was it Dewey or Davey. something? Davey. Davey. Yeah. Davey. I love that. Just like the most it's normal me, guy. It's me, Davey. It's Davey. Must Brian. Be. <laughs> awesome. Oh, we didn't think about who's first up in the outside. Oh, no. <laughs> first the outside outro. I don't think I did one last. The uh, upside outro. Yeah. Well, let's start with Chris. Yeah. Do it as Tex. Oh, do it as, do it as Tex. <laughs> do it as I mean, tech. I could try. Tex it up. The uh, best part is uh, there's going to be a week between the last uh, car- this episode and the next episode, which means it'll give us a chance to like, we can make a different voice if we want. Right? <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> So uh, this is a uh, this is a cool crazy episode, uh, and uh, we're trying out some stuff. So let's go around the table and start with <laughs> Sam. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Arvid Ulfmund, uh Drew Barb, and I'm I'm gonna be playing a, a little crazy tiefling for a bit. That's exciting. Ooh. Uh, my name is Michael Loving. I play Harthax, playing Nigel Rothgar, a ninth level warlock. <laughs> Uh, hi, I'm Alante, and I play Chris Sagrand, who's performing as Dick's Landsman. <laughs> and I'm uh, Zach Barkas. I play Artem Volkov, the Cleric of Sunlight and Suffering. I am also Errol Etheridge right now, um, and uh, I'm also the technical director for Slapdash Studios. My name is Law. I am the dungeon master and creative director of Slapdash Studios. Woo! Uh, and we want to thank you guys, listeners. We go live with bonus content on Fridays and episodes every come. Every fucking Monday, right? Yes, yeah, every, every fucking Monday. Every fucking Monday. I know, you're so excited. You're just like our fans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am uh, your fan. Oh. <laughs> and you guys should definitely join us on Discord. It's popping, it's hopping, and uh, we love fizzing. interacting with you. Ew. <laughs> so much beef fizz. Too much. Seriously, though, the Discord is amazing right now. Yeah. If you join the community, is so on point and friendly and awesome. Mm-hmm. So many awesome new people. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yes, and we all love you very much. And uh, if you love us, you know, maybe you should share a little bit. Uh, the Our best way of getting out there is word of mouth, so please share. Pointing to our website, which has all the social media. It has the commercials. And um, until next time, we wish you luck. Yeah.